perfect. So we've been talking about keep your vision. The Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on the tablet so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. And that's Habakkuk 2. So the video we just watched was a 1988 Olympic gold medalist, Duncan Armstrong. When he would do interviews after winning this medal, he often described the motivation techniques of his crazy coach, Lori Lawrence. As you saw on the video, this guy is screaming like a maniac. When Armstrong first joined Lawrence's squad of swimmers, he started at the bottom in lane one. Lawrence used six lanes for his swimmers. The beginners started at lane one, and as they developed and improved, he would move them up. Lane six was the ultimate aim. It was called the green and gold lane because the prereq for joining this lane was that you had to be in the Australian squad. This was a goal for every swimmer, and every day, every member of the squad saw those in the lane six go through their training regime. And it was no coincidence that the top swimmers were the hardest trainers, most disciplined, ideal role models for the others. Armstrong described this as a very powerful motivator with one eye, that lane six. He could see what he was aiming for. He could see those who had made it there. He wanted to be part of it. He wanted to be a champion swimmer. Of course, we know the end. He wins. Armstrong's vision of joining the Australian gold became a reality when he went to win the gold medal at the 1988 Olympic Games. So what's your vision? What do you aspire to become? Is it in front of you every day or the back of your mind? Is there a way you can write it down and have a glimpse of your lane six whenever you're feeling defeated? Most high achievers have found a way to keep their vision, dreams, and goals in sight at all times. It could be the difference between paddling in a kid's pool for the rest of your life or swimming in the fast lane. So why not try out? Um, the book of the month for Word of Life, it's really cool. It's um, five things successful people do. I was bored, so I skimmed through it. And um, <laughs> I only read one so far. So I'm trying to, and I'm not paying for it. So I'm just going to stand out there and read it every day. <laughs> Instead of working. Um, but no, for all, one of the things that a successful person does is they wake up every day at 3.30. Every day. Every day. They read or listen to audiobooks. They work out. They have their plans. Like, they're, they're going. I was like, that ain't from the Lord. I must not be successful because <laughs> I'm not waking up at 3.30. I'm in, like, my ninth REM or whatever that <laughs> like sleep cycle. Um, I wake up at six. I don't think that's too early. But, okay. Have you ever had a great idea, ever woken up to something on your mind you knew was great, but because you were so busy, you didn't write it down? But did you happen to, when you tried to write it down later, it seemed like you totally forgot? Thoughts can change things when, when they're implemented. One of the first steps you should do is write it down as soon as possible. Don't wait until later. I know even with dreams, like crazy dreams that you have, write them down. They can mean something. Not just like dreams that you want to do for your life, but like dreams. Um, I don't know about how many times I began my day with the thought of an incredible vision, but never wrote it down. And it will come back to me like weeks later. It's like, oh, the Lord already showed me that. And so write it down. Writing the vision down starts bringing it to life. There are two Bible verses of important of vision that I would like to share. And if you did not listen to the podcast, Make sure you go listen to it. Zach um, shared the definition of it. So um, about the vision being something that's literally like, um, like a heavenly vision. Um, 
So it says this in Habakkuk 2, write the vision down, make it plain on tablets, and he who reads it may run. When it is written and then implemented, those who lead can run with it and will see it succeed. A clear process begins to develop and is made plain. It also gives you the big picture view to keep in front of you as you plan smaller goals to achieve it. Um, I have tried, like, okay, I feel like I try a lot of random hobbies and I never really finish with them. Like one time I thought I wanted to, like, put together a puzzle. <laughs> I got so bored, I just put it away. I think I got a corner of like a gate. It was supposed to be like this floral, like really pretty. I'm like, forget this, this is dumb. And so, because I'm a big picture person, like I want it to be done now. And so we always don't get to see the big picture. We get one puzzle piece at a time. And that puzzle piece, it starts coming together and you get to see. That's why I always encourage people who are seeking after the things of God or even through counseling and things like that. I always say, journal everything. Write it on your phone, write it in a tablet. And then when you think about it six months later and you go back and you see how much you've grown, it like blows my mind. I know that I do that with myself. And it says this, we're in Proverbs 29, 18, which is our main scripture for the month, where there is no vision that people perish, but happy is who he keeps teaching. After the vision is made plain, it could be shared and taught to people as it grows and becomes reality. Your vision might be with business to enhance um, your call. It could be a side business, a book, whatever. Whatever your goal is, write it down and keep it in front of you. When we don't write the vision down, we, can, we honestly can forget what God has called us to do. But when it's written down, we start walking the rewards and we start to succeed. I think it's super, even super important to get people around you who believe in you. Like, don't be around people who are super negative all the time and think your goal is dumb. It's like, I really want to accomplish this. And I, I can use myself, for example. I really struggled. Um, I've been wanting to get my license to become a professional counselor. And in the state of Pennsylvania, it's a 3,000 hour requirement. On top of that, you gotta take the NCE, the National Counseling Exam. And that test isn't really cheap. And I'm like, oh, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it. And then here, so I graduated with my master's in 13. To last year, I finally like did it. Because I was like, I want to step out and do this. I need to figure this out. And it ended up being the best thing ever. But I was staying in fear. But I told the people who were close to me, I'm like, yo, I think I'm going to do this. And they cheered me on. Like, you got to stick it out. You got to. And it's just like, Ugh. and I'm glad I, I'm doing it because I have one year. This will be my, I'm going into my second year. And it's like, those 3,000 hours are just pumping through. And it's really awesome. I love even with, um, the Bible's filled with God's visions. Psalm 139, 16 talks about God also having a book in heaven that has written, has things written down about us. God thinks it's, he thinks it's important to write things down. We should too. It emphasizes in Habakkuk 2, 2, to write the vision, make it plain. If it's not clear to you or others that people may bring around you, you'll have a problem trying to run with it. Make sure the vision is written plainly enough that everyone involved can understand because without vision, we perish. Have you ever tried to put anything together without directions? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like I, anything from Ikea, because everything is in like Swedish. I'm like, what is this? And so it's true. Like, it's just without that vision, without that direction, 
it just becomes a, a really big mess. And I've learned that even experience, anyone who oversees people, it's like if you don't give direction, they just do their own thing and it totally gets off course. Vision is revealed to the person in the position to listen. So you're like, how do I get a vision? What, what does that even look like? You need to be in a position to listen. In order to unlock the power of that call and vision in your life, you must get along with God to listen for his direction. Your place could be in your secret place of your basement, your living room, anywhere, a morning walk, a quiet place in a park. Your time alone with him must be uninterrupted. Put away your mobile devices, turn off your phones, your television, close your Facebook, and tell your friends don't disturb you. Honestly, that's why I wake up at 6 a.m., because that six to seven is like the best time for me. It, and you don't, I mean, for some of you think that's ungodly, but <laughs> the Lord talks to me the, the best in the morning. Like I just roll out of bed and roll next door to my, to my other room. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, what are we going to do today? And, that's all. <laughs> and it's just awesome because in that private time, it's really cool. I mean, besides we all know that each one of you are God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, there's only things that God reveals to me that's just for me. And that only happens in that quiet place. So whether you're struggling with an anxiety or depression or even physically in that place, God meets you. The vision, like I said, having spent time seeking God, write it down. Write the details he reveals to you. Everything. Write it in the present tense as though it has already happened. A written vision gives you correct direction and coordinates you in the needs you need to go. Seriously. God has a plan for your life. You're, you're not just floundering and trying to figure it out. He has direction for you. You have to stop and listen. Some of us, I know we're, I mean, unless you don't own a microwave like the Matajevics, but we're a microwave society. And I don't know about you, but I hate waiting for popcorn <laughs> like that 350 makes me so mad and then if you let it run over it burns so I know exactly when it goes off but it annoys me even waiting in Starbucks it's like what do you mean you don't know your order the menu hasn't changed like I'm always a go person like I never stop and so vision once again, writing it down, you're able to focus on it and hearing what God says. And you need to make it plain, simple enough to understand and even a fifth grader can grasp it. I think sometimes we make the gospel so difficult and even our relationship with Jesus difficult. It's not. Vision must be posted. So I want to encourage you, not sure if anyone has ever done this, make a vision board. Anybody ever made, make one? Yeah. So a vision board. And mine's in my room. I have it on my wall, and it's all the things I want to accomplish in the first three months. I, I, have to do, I don't do it by the year because I'm a squirrel. So the first three months, <laughs> this is what I want to accomplish. <laughs> I haven't accomplished anything yet, and it's January 15th. So I'm like, I'm working through it. But you, when you post it, it's a constant reminder of this, pos this possible things in your life that God wants to do. So this is totally random. Um, and Kelly reminded me of it too. I had this dress that I wanted to fit into, and I finally fit into it like two years ago because I had the dress literally in the front. Uh, everywhere I walked upstairs, um, 
it like, I was like, this is my dress. Like, I want to fit into it. Unfortunately, like, I don't fit into it again. So I probably should bring it out. But I have these pair of jeans. I'm like, okay, my goal in the next three months is to fit into these jeans. And every day it's a reminder as I walk past it in the hallway, it's like, oh, I'm going to get into these jeans. I mean, that's the goal. So now that that's out there, there's a great accountability. Please ask me if, it, if I fit in the jeans yet. And please punch me if I try to eat a biscotti or chicken nuggets. So like <laughs> chicken nuggies. And so seriously, um, remember vision overcomes obstacles. Do not think God gives you clear vision that everything is going to be smooth sailing. You're going to encounter some steep challenges and turbulence, but a vision from God gives you strength to encourage to pursue with aggressive, offensive attack that empowers you to overcome any obstacle. Do you think the enemy wants you to succeed? Yeah. No, he hates you. So if he could trip you up in any way possible, he's going to do that. He's going to be like, you're dumb or your classes might get messed up, or you thought this is the direction you wanted to go and then you feel like junk. You gotta overcome these obstacles, whatever that looks like, whether it's in relationships, marriage, figuring out anything. You gotta keep going. You can't just give up because things are getting hard. It will manifest in God's timing. Don't rush your vision, be patient. When you make your own plans to manifest your vision, you force those plans and it becomes a total detour and it's a mess. Vision manifests when God determines the right time. God's timing is always best. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's not slow. He's not just up in heaven and thinking you're going to figure it out yourself. This is where faith comes in. The more you focus on the things of God and that heavenly vision and slow down and take one step at a time, that activates your faith and you will courageously move forward in following the promised path. God has set your path. Like he lights up your path. That's what scripture says. It's so important that you focus on what God is doing in your life and what he wants to do. So let me challenge you. Don't have a small vision for your life. You're not inconveniencing God by believing big. That's huge. I never believed that for myself until a few years ago. And it's like, does God really care about that? He does. He cares about the sweet parking spot you get up front. <laughs> like, I know that sounds really dumb, but every time I go to Sam's Club, I always pray for a close spot. It happens. Like, I'm I feel like I'm getting judged right now. <laughs> I just park far away from everyone else because I don't trust them. Okay. <laughs> and in fact, it's opposite. When you believe to do something great, when you believe to set a new standard for your family and just life, you take the limits off God. God, I don't see your way, but I know you have the way, and I'm going to believe in, in doing this. I'm going to believe that my business is going to impact the world. I believe that I'm totally healthy and whole. And when you believe, you please God. He loves you. He wants good things for you. I said last week, there's a hope and a future. That's scripture. That's Jeremiah 29:11. Listen, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. He's not limited by your resources, by your education, your background or nationality. If you'll keep a big vision in front of you, God will do what you're dreaming of. He'll supersize it. Don't allow your background or your education to think that you can't exceed in greater things that you've already thought of. He has a big plan for your life. 
totally big. He'll do more than you could ever ask or think. If you will keep the vision in front of you, a big vision, don't talk yourself out of it. Keep honoring God. Be your best. Then do what God has called you to do. He will exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. I always share, if you would have told 13-year-old Sheena, even before that, I grew up poor. I did. I'm sure some of you probably grew up not having money either. But when I, when, I, when I sold my life out to Jesus, and we talked about this in our small group this past Monday, does he have your yes? Jesus, you have my yes. I moved out of the way, and you provided everything I needed. I would have never thought I'd be in the position I was where I am today. You are being limited by your own imagination. You've got to change what you're seeing. Do not allow the enemy to paint the picture in your mind. Use your imagination to see yourself rising higher, accomplishing dreams, overcoming obstacles, living blessed, healthy, strong, redeemed, forgiven, well able. And I feel like this might sound like a cheesy Joe Osteen, but this is scripture. This is real life. Like God wants good for you. And we are missing out when we choose anything less than God's best. And people might try to talk you out what God has put in your heart. Well, here's what I'm saying. When you, when you keep that vision in front of you, your faith is being released. Where there's no vision, people perish. With no vision, your dreams will die. If you can't see what God promised you, you'll miss the incredible now. It's huge. If I were to listen to people, especially, especially my dad, who questioned numerous times, I was going through Bible college, why are you going to Bible college? You're going to be broke. You're going to have no money. I'm not paying for you. This, this, and this. I wouldn't be here. So imagine me listening to my dad. You have to know what the father looks like, listens, and what, he said, what he's saying in your life. My sheep know my voice. You got to know what Jesus is telling you. Because there are going to be people who think your dreams are dumb. And guess what? They're dumb. I'm kidding. Don't, I'm totally kidding. They're not dumb. But no, for real. I know one of my dreams for real is, is to launch a ministry. I don't know what that looks like, but that's been a dream of mine forever. Since when I was in high school, I knew that I was going to start my own ministry. And I knew that I would team up with my husband. And it's so cool because God is slowly unfolding things. And it's like, what? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I was waiting for it. And so it's just so cool. And get around people who are visionaries, who are believing in your vision. Don't hang out with the negative Nancys who are questioning you. It's good to have them. It's good to be like, is that like, are you sure about that? But don't forget to have the people who are like, okay, how can we help you? They literally fan that flame. And every day it's like, if you... If you feel, I, I, I wrote this down, I'm like, maybe you need to lose like 30 pounds. Why don't you put a picture up in the mirror when you're 30 pounds later? I have an outfit that's literally sitting out in the hallway. And every day, I, I would be like, oh, I really wish I can get in these jeans. It's like, no, Father, I thank you that I'm losing the weight and I'm going to get in shape for my future. That I'm going to be able to be healthy for my future kids. I, like that's been my heart. Take a new image. Uh, I've written a new image. Second Corinthians 4.18. The things that are seen are temporary. It's just temporary. It's subject to change. You may be facing, even with the illness right now, the good news is that's going to change. God, I'm, you are restoring my health. The number of days I will fulfill, let that vision take root. And that's what we've been praying even over my own mother. Your days, you will live and not die and you will tell the goodness of God. You gotta find those scriptures that empower you. Declarations, those things that you can read out loud. I am strong and full of life. I am unstoppable. I'm really, 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 really loved. 
That's my declaration every day. When I wake up, God, I partner with you today. Whatever you want, I want. I know I'm strong and I'm full of life. And it's so cool because that empowers me. I champion for myself because God is in me. Everything that doesn't line up with God puts in your heart, that it's, it's subject to change. Being lonely is a subject to change. Not getting any good breaks, that's subject to change. People trying to pull you down, that's going to change. See it as temporary. This is what Abraham had to do. He had gone through major disappointments, starting all over. His nephew Lot chose the best part of the land, and he had to move on. I'm sure he was discouraged, thinking, God, this isn't fair. How many times have we said that to ourselves? This isn't fair. Why is this happening for them? This isn't fair. I, I can relate because I often say that. Why are they getting this? This isn't fair. And it's crazy because the things that God promised you 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it takes that long for it to come to pass. It is so nuts because I look at my own life. I'm preaching out of my ownness. I know. Nine years later, God, God told me stuff literally nine years ago. It's finally coming to pass. It's nuts because I had that mindset. It's not fair. How come this, this happened to me? And, and, and I believe God, and God said this, Abraham, look up where you are for all the land that you see, I will give to you. Whatever you can see, God will give it to you. Look from where you are. Don't sit around depressed, discouraged, and comparing. Stop living the comparing life. Stop it. Right now, this is not, this is temporary. This is not forever. In, in your situations, I don't know whatever it looks like. That's not forever. It's only a season. Get a new vision. Put some new pictures in front of you. I, um, part of this, this is what happens when you hang out at the church. So I started reading the five things successful people do. I hope it's a great book. Um, but one of the things that I came across was just different successful people. And so I started Googling. Um, and anyone know who Conrad Hilton is? Okay, um, he's the founder of the Hilton Hotels, okay? <laughs> Back in the 1930s, as a younger man, he saw a magazine article about the Wardoff Astoria Hotel in New York City. The title was The Most Famous Hotel in the World. It showed these big, beautiful pictures. He had never seen anything like it, so grand, so magnificent. As he was reading the article, looking at the picture, God dropped in the dream in his heart that one day he would own that hotel. In the natural at that time, it was impossible. He could barely pay his rent. He was coming out of the Great Depression. He could have said, God, you got the wrong person. Could that never happen for me? But he was bold enough to take that, he let that seed take root. He got some scissors and he cut out pictures of the word off and put it on his desk. Every day he saw the pictures for five years, 10 years. Didn't look like it was gonna happen, but he was moving toward the vision. When he was in New York City, he would walk around the property praying, believing, and dreaming. Never told anybody, just letting that seed take root. 18 years later, he was able to purchase 250,000 shares of that corporation. He ended up owning the most famous hotel in the world, Hilton. And they got the best house, and they give you cookies. <laughs> Some of you today probably think your dream is too big, that your difficulties are too, too great. It's been too long. God is still on the throne, and he's going to bring it to pass. Just like Mr. Hill, if you will keep a vision in front of you, God is going to move big in your life. What you thought was over and done, God is still doing. What you thought was impossible over your head, God is going to suddenly cause things to fall in place and giving you influence and connection and favor and wisdom. It's real life. You got to speak it. You got to walk in it. Now, don't stop believing. 
You're welcome. I was going to sing it, but I didn't. <laughs> Don't stop believing. That's, I, don't, I don't know lyrics, so I hope y'all learn. Every time you see your vision, you keep thanking God that it's on its way. I remember back, uh, I was 25. Um, I'm going to be 34, so my mixtape, age 34, is going to drop in a month. And I remember being 25, and out of nowhere, the Lord told me to start praying for my kids. I was like, ow, that's disgusting because I don't want kids. And I started praying, and I started believing that God, I'm like, okay, this is what you said. I'm, one, I wasn't dating anyone. Like, that doesn't, okay, I'm going to pray for kids. I don't even have a husband. And so God's like, it doesn't matter. Start praying for your kids. And so every day, I would lay hands on my stomach. It was real awkward. I'm like, Jesus. If you want me to have kids, and he rebuked me because if you want me, he told me I'm having kids. And after that, I, I literally started, I'm like, God, I thank you for my babies that are coming. And every day I would thank you for my babies. And then the Lord was like, start praying for your husband again, which I always pray for my husband. And I went through the, and you guys know I went through a season of depression. And even during that, those like four or five months, I didn't want to pray for my husband. I'm like, that's stupid. But when the moment that I started praying for those things, here comes a great dude coming in. I'm like, eh, I'm not ready. And it's so crazy because God softened my heart. I'm saying all this to say this. God already told me to prepare for my kids eight years ago. And I'm still not with child. But he knows I needed to pray for that. Whether it's physically, God, I know that you're going to help me carry my babies. That's what, I, that's what I pray for. Pray for your future spouses that there'll be no sickness in your family. It, that, honestly, uh, it, that's even one thing I know um, for school. I, I didn't think I'd go get a master's, to be honest with you. I couldn't even barely get through college. I was like, this is horrible. And I took, out, I took some time off and jumped right back in. And I was able to pick up. And then now with my licensing, it's like God totally, his timing is so much better. But because I knew I had a vision, God told me things when I was 13. I remember still on my first missions trip when I was 17 years old. The Lord told me I was in Brazil working in an orphanage. And I remember plain as day, I was sitting on the beach. And the Lord's like, you're going to go into student ministries. I was 17. I was like, oh, okay. And here I am. I end up being, being in student ministries. And every time you see the vision, you keep thanking God. Like I said, it's on its way. You will do this. God is going to supersize whatever you're dreaming about. He is going to be bigger than you imagine. He's going to take your place, take you places you cannot, cannot go on your own. Opening doors that no man can shut. God opens doors. Do not think because your boss or someone is there doesn't mean you're not going to get that upgrade in life. That you're not going to get that promotion. He's going to do what the medicine cannot do. You need to get ready. Every dream, every promise, every goal, God's place in your heart, I believe and declare it will come to pass in Jesus' name. <laughs> I hope you're motivated because I know as I was reading this and going over it today um, at the hospital, I was like, God, you said this is, this is what your word says. And I sent it in our group me, and it really um, spoke to me in, in if you don't have a spiritual mentor, get yourself one. Um, so one of my spiritual mentors, she said to this, this me this morning, because um, as I was praying for my mom, I said, this morning we go for my mom, we both 100% disagree with even cancer. And as I was getting ready this morning and worshiping, the Holy Spirit downloaded my spirit, your dad already paid for this appointment. 
And I just started crying because it's like your dad, your father already paid for everything that you need. It's like going to the store and just being like, okay, thanks. It's the same with him, with any sickness, any finances, finances that you have issues with, any of that stuff. And she sent me this. He's already taken the sickness upon himself so your mom doesn't have to. She receives healing in exchange. You are not denying the report. You are denying its right to live in her body. It's illegal and trespassing. It has to bow and leave. You're not denying the report. You're denying its access into your body. Any area of your life, deny access when it comes to the enemy. Right here is a game changer. Change your perspective. Focus on the word. God has a plan for your life. It's huge. Dream big. Dream big dreams. Honestly. He, I can't wait to see all the good things that God does in each one of your lives and what he's called you to do. Don't ever settle. Don't ever settle for second best. You're world changers. We're creating you to become world changers, to become more like Christ for the sake of others. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for these world changers. I thank you that we can dream big dreams, that whatever you place in our heart is not a mistake, God, that what you're doing is going to move mountains and impact so many people around us. God, I pray for promotion right now for anyone listening and, and even in this room who needs that promotion, Lord, the finance, financial part that's already covered, God. I, I pray for the physical part of their bodies, anything that's going on, Lord, they are restored and made healed. God, we thank you for that. God, emotions, anything that they need, it's already there. You've already covered it. You paid for it all, Father. So God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you until we meet again, God, that we would encourage one another, Father. God, that we would, um, that we lift each other up, Jesus. We thank you for tonight. I thank you once again for your love and your mercy. And we honor you and worship you tonight. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Amen.